and how he's gone about grabbing his second opportunity is really admirable and I think inspirational. If Rossburn had an Australian grandmother, he would have 60 or 70 caps for the Wallabies right now. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. Gaelic football on Off The Ball with AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. This is Off The Ball Saturday on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. You can text us 53106 as well. We're streaming the conversation. You can listen on News Talk, watch us on the Off The Ball digital and social channels. For Twitter, at Off The Ball, YouTube and Facebook, this is the Saturday panel. Today, Easter Saturday, marks the start of the GA Football Championship, London versus Sligo, New York against Leitrim and Armagh to take on Antrim as well. Joining us over the next hour, we're going to have uh, Galway, all-Ireland winning manager of 1998 and 2001, John O'Mahony, the Mayo native. We'll also have the ex-Dublin and Afina boss, Pillar Caffrey, and the former Leinster Championship winner with West Meath, Alan Mangan, to look ahead to the GA Football Championship. The lie of the land is this, folks. We've just had the league. So over the next six weeks, we've got the provinces. Then the counties are split into Sam Maguire and Charlton Cup competition. 16 for Sam, the remainder, plus probably New York for the Charlton Cup. The 16 teams for Sam will be made up of the eight provincial finalists, last year's Charlton Cup winners, Westmeath, and the next seven based on league position. The 16 teams for Sam will then be divided into four groups of four. The winners of each group will go into the All-Ireland quarterfinals. The second and third from the groups will meet in the preliminary quarterfinals. So you've got 12 games to whittle down 16 teams to 12. Then the quarterfinals begin in earnest. The Talton Cup will run a similar format side by side. It means there are 99 games now in the football championship between now and the end of July. The teams that are uncertain have been in the Sam Maguire competition at the moment are Cavan, Clare, Meath and Kildare. The way they can guarantee their progress and their process into the Sam Maguire competition is to make a provincial final. So lots to discuss over the next hour with Pillar, Alan and John. And Pillar, um, I know you're in Spain at the moment and I hope you're looking forward to your Easter. Do you like this format? You never lost a game in Leinster, but for Dublin, I suppose the championship probably doesn't really heat up until the quarterfinal stage or preliminary quarterfinal if that's where they find themselves. Yeah, look, uh, John, uh, good to chat to you. It's a, you know it's going to take a bit of getting used to. It. It's a new format. Uh, I think it's quite strange to think that uh, the provincials uh, are going to be done and dusted by the fourteenth of May, um, and, and it's going to be uh, weird to think that uh, because it's the first year that we're doing it, uh, it's going to be a bit of trial and error attached to it uh, in terms of how teams train during it, approach it. Really, like for the for the, the the big guns who are looking to win the All Ireland, and, and and there's probably, you know, it's probably the most open All Ireland series in, in, in a long number of years. Like when you think back that we've had three different All Ireland winners in the last three years, uh, and, and like there's a couple of teams that would be fancy in making that forward this year, but the All Ireland series really will only begin uh, in earnest, I think, at quarterfinal stage because it's very unlikely. That any of the big guns will be gone by that stage. So you're really looking at how can you prepare the team to win in All Ireland, having three games in the month of July. Uh, uh, it's really going to favour the, the, the teams that are, you know, have, have a good depth of their panel uh, and are tried and tested uh, in, in the Crow Park Arena. Uh, and that's where look the top guns have a huge, a huge advantage. Um, so, so it'll be fascinating to watch it unfold. I, I think definitely this is the start of the the, the provincials being devalued uh, yeah. as a current 
going forward. Um, you know, how much merit is going to be put on them. But look, Leinster has been dead in the water for a good many years in any ways. Uh, Ulster really uh, was the only natural competitive uh, province for the last 10 years or so. And look, Connacht is fascinating at the moment with, with three very strong teams over there. And look, this new Galway Mayo rivalry that, that looks as if it's going to be around for a few years to come yet, it has everybody's attention because both of them are, are potential All-Ireland winners and, and then throw Ross Common into the pot. And look, then, then the other flavour that, look, probably Sligo or Leitrim uh, are, are going to get to a Connacht final and get into the All-Ireland series. So, so you know, th- th- there's a lot of fascination. And then, look, a big game that's on this weekend, John, that should have everybody's attention is Clare versus Cork, uh, which has gone very much under the radar because the prize there uh, for Clare is massive. Um, and obviously Cork... Look like an improving the team, so so you you know you might be expecting them, but it's an away game in Ennis tomorrow, and, and like should Clare win that, you know they've every chance of getting to, to the to Munster final and staying involved in the All Ireland series. And for a team that got to a quarter final last year, uh, it'll be a disappointment if they don't win tomorrow and haven't been relegated. Uh, you know, you would then fancy them have a good chance of winning the Tolson Cup. But uh, so th- there's a lot of play already, uh, albeit that it's a very different scenario for us to look forward to. It feels like the Rolling Stones are back on tour with the Dubs pillar. Um, Jack McCaffrey, Paul Mannion, Stephen Cluxton back, Pat Kilroy, Sistine, Desi Farrell, all to play the hits. They're going to throw everything at this. Yeah, no, look, you know, Dublin, I'm sure Desi has done a lot of soul searching and you know, they begin to get a feeling in Dublin that maybe the last two All-Irelands have been left behind, uh, albeit, you know, losing an extra time to Mayo uh, in a semi-final and then being pipped by Kerry with a wonder score from Shawnee O'Shea last year. And like when you look at the balance of things in Dublin without Conor Callan last year, uh, and then look, if we can get Jack Mack and Paul Mannion back into a start team for an All-Ireland quarterfinal or semi-final, Dublin will fancy their chances of taking anybody uh, come the latter stages uh, if it falls right for them. And uh, and I think there is very much a feeling within the county that, look, this is a circle the wagons attempt. Uh, I think James McCarthy is probably the the, the cornerstone of this team in terms of the heartbeat. He's captain this year. Uh, And I I think it's all guns blazing in terms of trying to win one All-Ireland with this team. Uh, And I might... You know, I, I think they will be very hard best going down the going down the the, the, the track here uh, in July. Uh, and you know, Desi has obviously made very brave decisions, and and I would give him great praise for for you know having the open mindedness to say, look, hang on, maybe I do need an extra set of eyes here or an extra bit of help here. And you know, obviously approaching Pat Gilroy and, and saying, look, are you willing to come back in on board and, and let's see if we can shake this thing up and. Obviously, that has opened doors, and, and, and with the two boys, uh, Paul Mannion and Jack, coming back in, and then Stephen Cluxon surprising everybody and appeared in last week. Um, you know, it is very much a case of look, everything has been aligned to give them this re- a really good crack uh, to seek in the win yeah. in, in 2023. Surely, Stephen Cluxton Pillar is not going to warm the bench all summer. He's going to be in the he's going to be in the team, isn't he? Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, uh, I know David O'Hanlon very well. He's a club man of ours in the FINA. Uh, I think he's done extraordinarily well uh, in, in the National League for Dublin. But I'm sure when they looked at things and said, look, they've obviously made a decision that Evan Cumberford is probably not going to get back uh, whatever the shoulder injury he has. 
And th- they're saying, look, if anything happens, we're in trouble here. Uh, so, so I would think that, look, maybe Pat Gilroy being back around was the catalyst for a, for a discussion with uh, Stephen Cluxton to see would he come back in and uh, known Clucko if, if he's back in and, and he, I know he's played a challenge game against Mead and, and he's back a couple of weeks now uh, no he won't be satisfied sitting on the bench uh, he'll certainly add a steelness to the whole setup. Uh, he's a serious guy to have around the dressing room uh, I, I think you know a lot of people have commented and said uh, it might disrupt the camp not at all uh, th- 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 this is a guy that you want in, in, on your ticket going forward uh, when I heard first I said he must be back on a coaching role, but no. Look, Stephen, obviously goalkeepers. Funny, I met Billy Morgan a few weeks ago out here in Spain, and uh, like they, they, they have their own little lifespan goalkeepers, and and, and they very much feel that look they can play on into the professional soccer goalkeepers as well. Uh, they, they they play late on in into into their careers, and uh, I would think there's probably Stephen privately would be thinking there's unfinished business here. Alan uh, Mangan, good to talk to you. How much of a buzz was it for Westmead to win the Talton Cup last year? Um, what did it do for the county? Uh, listen, it was it was absolutely massive for for us to win the. Sorry, there's a baby crying in the background. That's all right, Alan. Uh, it's live radio. It's <laughs> That's okay. <what> <laughs> um, there, it was massive for the county. It it didn't really kick off until we really got to the semi final and we realised that uh, this was going to be a, a, a competition that we, it was really worth winning. The first round or two for Westmead last year, around in Carlow and so forth, didn't get that much of a crowd out. But we played awfully in the semi-final. Uh, big crowds going to it. And to see the scenes in Mullingar after we won it was just amazing. And I think that any team that's in Division 3 or 4 or any team like in Division 2 that unfortunately might get knocked down into it, it's well worth winning. It's a, it's a building block for any county to get themselves really into... A, into a position that they could challenge in the top 16, you know. So um, it was great for Westmead last year. There was a big buzz around football. Unfortunately, the league didn't go quite as well this year uh, as we thought it may it may go for us. But a uh, couple of different couple couple of difficult results for Desi and John and the lads. But uh, I think it's great for football in Westmead. We have had a we've had a big influx of players wanting to play for the county especially at underage levels so in, in terms of that it was great for us to win it last year yeah and regardless Adam of uh, what happens against Louth and Leinster obviously you want to win you're guaranteed three games in the Sam Maguire Cup so there is a positive of the Totten Cup format in the winners really get a chance the next year yeah exactly and they're going to pit themselves against at least two of the top of the top eight teams in the country in, in that group stage and uh Listen, it, it was a good prize for Westmead to have. Whether some people say that they probably don't deserve to be there with the results in in Division Three this year, but listen, there's no point in them going back into that competition again this year and winning it again. I don't think it'd have the same. Uh, it'd have the same. Um, uh, it wouldn't have the same input around the county and especially around Leinster if we, we had if we hadn't got a chance to play in that it's it's a big prize for any team that wins the Talchin Cup and I really, really think that uh, Westmead can 
can go into this year's championship with they've nothing to lose really. They're going in against Loud. Loud are going to be missing Samuel Roy, which is going to be a big loss for them this year. Uh, if they can get a win there and come up against Mead in the semi final, it really will be it will be a great scalp for Westmead to beat Mead. I know we've only beaten them once in the championship ever, but this would be great. And then they betray themselves into a Leinster final against Dublin. Who knows what may happen? I don't think Dublin are as strong as they have been over the last seven or eight years. I think they're on a little bit of a decline, but as Pillars just said, with Cluxton back and Paul Mannion and Jack McCaffrey, they're three serious players for, for Desi to get back into the fold and uh, yeah. they're going to be serious contenders for this championship. John O'Mahony, how are you? Okay, John. Looking forward to the, the new championship formers and see how it works out. We can get into the nitty-gritty in a bit, John, but do you feel this might be it now? You've won the league, Mayo, uh, 1951, 72 years. Do you feel um, a bit more hope than you would have in previous years that this might be finally the year? Well, look at I mean, Mayo have glided through the National League, uh, playing with a, in a, a freshness and uh, listening to some of the players saying they're really enjoying their football and they fully deserve to win the, the final last week against Galway. But I suppose we won't really know... Um, until they hit some kind of a setback. I, I think it would be very few teams this year will win, go right through league and championship without without ha- having a little a setback somewhere along the line. So, you know, there's a, the first ambush, if you like, or, or banana skin could could occur tomorrow in, in some cases. Roscommon have a history of doing that to Mayo after, after Mayo win league titles. But certainly there's... It's certainly ahead of where I would have felt it, it would be at this time. And uh, Mayo are the eternal optimists and the supporters and the expectations. And if they win tomorrow, uh, that'll go through the Richter scale. But I wouldn't write out Galway within, a, within the provincial championship yet because I think that they were flat last week. They were poor enough. And I suppose uh, I, I think there's more in them. Killian McDade has to come back. So, you know, Mayo... Absolutely, uh, have done great, have done fantastic, uh, but I think Mayo should know over the years that if the hype starts too early in the year, that becomes a burden as the year goes on. So I think they 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 uh, they need to have have still a lot to prove, and I think that you know the experienced team that Mayo had that put Dublin to the pin of their collar so many years, this team doesn't have that experience. Uh, and whether the white heat of the championship will catch them or not, that's still the jury would be still out on that. So, John, uh, may have had, what, eight league games. If they win Connacht, that's another three, plus another three in a round robin, plus another three to win the Sam Maguire. So managing panels and peaking at the right time is very important in this new format. It is, and I mean, Kevin McStay did that brilliantly during the league in the sense that, uh, you know, I don't know, how is it, 30 up to nearly 30 players got got football, uh, but uh, it's and it's the teams with the deep panels that will succeed here again this year. Whoever that may be, whether that's Kerry, Dublin, you know, a lot of talk about Tyrone or Mayo, or, or in fact Galway, who seem to have improved their panel depth since last year. 
but yes, rotation is going to become a factor. I feel it was always a factor in national leagues. It's, it's going to become a bigger factor now because the championship is goes from is it sixty two games to ninety nine, yeah, ninety nine games. So you know that's a long, long uh, that's a long season, and and then it's not only that, but it's packed into up to the end of July, which means that injuries, you know, disciplinary issues have to raise their heads. And the best teams that can, you know, come through that are the teams with the, you know, the players of 40 players or whatever. Um, uh, you know, they, ironically, the back door in 2001, uh, when it started, was meant to benefit weaker teams that would get more football. But in fact, it benefited the, the stronger teams more. And this championship, you have the Falchon Cup now as well, but this championship that's there now, it looks like maybe benefiting the, 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 the stronger teams as well. 99 games, that's a lot of ice creams, a lot of flakes uh, for people over the next uh, few months. Uh, Pillar Caffrey, do you still think Kerry are the team to beat? Like David moran has gone now, but David Clifford is the man. And uh, look, they're going to get through Munster quite comfortably, so they'll be looking to peak at the right time. Yeah, look, interesting that Kerry, Kerry are going away uh, to Portugal on, on a, a week training camp. Um, I, I think of all the teams, you know, with the Cliffords uh, not involved and a couple of other players missing uh, the early rounds of the National League through their prolonged campaign in, in, in the club scene, getting to the All-Ireland Finals. Uh, I, I think Kerry really disregarded the league this year. Uh, they came through last year winning Everton League, uh, Munster and All-Ireland. So this year they felt that they, they would time it differently as was appropriate. And um they managed to win their three home games, lose the four away games in the league. But look, no problems for them. Um, I think they were slightly disappointed with what they found. Uh, you know, they tried out quite a few players. I'm not sure how many of them will, will have put their hand up for starting places. Uh, so maybe the strength and depth uh, isn't as great as we would have thought with uh, all these minor and 21 teams coming through. Uh, I think what we seen last year is probably more or less what we're going to see again. But look, you know, the bookies have them favourites. Um, they probably have the easier side of the draw in that, like, you know, Munster final is the only game they're really going to get between now and, and, and the, the, the All-Ireland series uh, in terms of being a competitive game. And, um, you know, they'll be quietly working away, beavering away, uh, doing their pre-season now. And getting their heads around the, 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 you know, the the race that is going to come in in in, in July, and uh, there's going to be a huge part to play in it. Uh, Jack O'Connor has never done it back to back All Ireland himself, so I'm sure that's something he'd like uh, a little box he'd like to tick uh, yeah. uh, for for his own CV. And um, you know, we know how serious Kerry have been in in pursuit of of, of breaking. Um, you know the the, the strength stranglehold that Dublin had, albeit that was Mayo that took Dublin out, but uh, couldn't finish the job. Tyrone came in and snuck one, but Kerry last year, you know, there was a sense of look, mission completed. Uh, it was a while coming for for that group of players, and it'll be just interesting to see what the appetite is as we get into the, yes. the, the you know, championship later on.
Well, the football pod are hitting the road again. We're delighted to announce that we're heading to Clarny for our first big show this summer, all with thanks to AIB. Tommy Rooney, Paddy Andrews, James O'Donoghue will be bringing the football pod to the Great Southern Hotel for a live episode with special guests on Thursday, May the 4th. Join us for a brilliant night of football chat and crack. Plenty of focus on the All-Ireland Champions, Kerry, and the contenders coming for their throne. This is an exclusive off-air event. Tickets are limited, so don't delay. Go to offtheball.com forward slash events. All in partnership with AIB. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. Alan Mangan on Kerry and David Clifford. Look, you played forward for Westmead. You won a Leinster title. What do you see in David Clifford that the person on the street doesn't? Oh, listen, he just has everything. Like, uh, both feet, 30, 40 yards, any angle. He's a big man as well. You can let the ball into him in any way. Um, he really he really has everything in the, in the locker. And unfortunately for any team that's coming up against him, they're probably going to have to play like Keen O'Sullivan used to play for Dublin and sit in front of that full back lane and hopefully double mark him at some stage because, uh, as I said, no matter what way the ball comes into him, he's he's able to win it. But listen, he is he's after having a very long year with the club, obviously, and came back in fairly quickly with Kerry as well. So the next couple of weeks are going to be important to him, probably to get as much rest, him and Paddy as well, as much rest as they can possibly get and get themselves fired the, there's no, there's no escaping that they're working firing on all cylinders in the league, Kerry. Um, they've obviously, as Pillar said, they obviously disregarded the league this year, but it still ended up coming third or fourth in the league anyway, and we're quite comfortable in staying up. Um, but at the same time, if any team wants to beat Kerry this year, they're really going to have to concentrate on, on um, sort of keeping the influence that he has on the game and Shawnee O'Shea to a minimum, and that's probably harder said than done. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, Alan. It's uh, one nil to Manchester United against Everton. What sixty six minutes on the watch there in the Premier League uh, at Old Trafford? We'll keep you up to date with that. John Amani, briefly, did you see Kerry as a team to beat? Yes, well, I'd agree there with Alan, uh, who you know, who says that Kerry weren't really wound up for the for the league um, this year because I, I was at the game, the Mayo Kerry game in Castle Bar. And I understand on that day they travelled up from Kerry and down on the one day. They didn't arrive on the pitch until um, 15 minutes before the throw-in. Uh, Jack O'Connor sat all evening with his arms folded. He didn't seem too concerned. I, 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 it was a different scenario where last year he kind of wanted to get off to a winning start to win the league. So I think that they will... Now, I, I won't provide, though. I think they have to... David Morden retired at the end of the year. He didn't have maybe his best All-Ireland, but he certainly has been a really influential player in the middle of the field for, for Kerry over the over the number of years. And, and uh, I think that they'll miss him. So they have to, you know, if midfield still has a big factor in, a, in any game. Uh, and they'll, to dominate like they, did, like they did last year during the championship, I think they're going to have to, you know, to see how that goes. But I think that they are the probably you know the team to beat. But okay. you know two in a row, two in a row is, is tricky. Dublin seem to be throwing everything as as uh, winning one last All Ireland here and giving James McCarthy his ninth medal. So you know they're in the mix. Mayo are in the mix. Galway in the mix. Tyrone maybe as well. So there's a lot of there's a lot of contenders out there. This is the Saturday panel. John O'Mahony, Pillar Caffrey and Adam Mangan were previewing the football championship, which starts today with uh, London against Sligo, New York against Leitrim and Armagh against Antrim.
And this is Off The Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. You can text us 53106 or tweet us at Off The Ball. We're streaming the conversation as well. You can listen on News Talk. Watch us as well on the Off The Ball digital and social channels on Twitter at Off The Ball, YouTube, Facebook. Manchester United 2, Everton nil now in the Premier League. So United are going to go third in the table. 75 minutes on the watch unless Everton get, get two goals. It's not going to happen, is it? So we have Scott McTominay with the first, Anthony Martial with the second, and Christian Eriksen. He's had a bit of an injury spell and he's been out of the game. He's coming on now as a substitute. So Manchester United 2, Everton nil. Good news to Celtic fans. 3-1 up against Rangers now in the Glasgow Derby in Scotland. Set to go 12 points clear at the top of the Premiership. The football pot are hitting the road again. We're delighted to announce we're heading to Killarney for our first big show of the summer. Oh, thanks to AIB. Tommy Rooney, Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue will be bringing the football pod to the Great Southern Hotel for a live episode of special guests on Thursday, May the 4th. Join us for a brilliant night of football chat and crack. Plenty of focus on the All-Ireland Champions, Kerry, and the contenders who are coming for their throne. This is an exclusive off-air event. Tickets are limited, so don't delay. Go to offtheball.com forward slash events. All in partnership with AIB. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. It's day one of the Football Championship we're building up to the season with the former All-Ireland winning manager with Galway and Mayo native John Amani, ex-Dublin and Nafina boss Pillar Caffrey and the former Leinster Championship winner with Westmeath, Alan Mangan. John Amani, so Mayo versus Roscommon tomorrow. You know a lot about this one. You live on the border. I live on the border, yeah. And uh, the history of Mayo after winning leagues is not good against Roscommon. Um, but I think that if Mayo play to their full potential if they don't take this thing for granted which I imagine that they won't that they should should have enough here but Roscommon are certainly uh, going to really put it up to them and test the resolve so any any slippage of a mental approach by Mayo will be will be will be caught because just even in 2019 a couple of weeks after Mayo winning the league um, Roscommon went down to Mikhail Park and turned Mayo over so it, it is a potential banana skin but you know Mayo's form like they won the league final last week on Marish, uh you know which and Galway would have would have wanted to win that as well so uh, they pushed them but I, I, I'd be thinking that Mayo should get through uh, but it's it's not taken for granted and there's plenty of banter I'd say where I live at the minute between the Roscommon and Mayo supporters, there's no doubt about that. Balahadreen, isn't it, uh, John? Balahadreen, yeah, Balahadreen, and David McBride is uh, named at fullback. He, he'd, his uh, actual, his uncle Brendan is the vice chairman of the football board in in Galway. So there's all kinds of connections between Mayo, Roscommon, and Galway down potentially down the line as well. So. Uh, yes, there has been always great rivalry uh, here on the border, but um, uh, and then of course it's added to because Balladreen we play our club football in Mayo over the years as well. So uh, there'll be there'll be there'll be red and green and and blue and yellow flags all around the place uh, in advance of a game like this. Kevin McStay, I'm kind of thinking to myself, maybe all those years analysing matches on television has actually helped him because <laughs> he's seen everything. Uh, he's got Aidan O'Shea at full forward. Um, who, who's coming through in Mayo, though, as well? Because obviously they, they need to get new players in. Who's who's impressed you in the league? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of new names that probably at national level are known, yes. Uh, Jack Carney at centre-forward. He won an All-Ireland Junior Club Championship with Kilmina, but he has really stepped up stepped up to, to the to the place. Um, 
David McBride, as I, as I just said. Jack Coyne from Ballyhonus um, is a cornerback. Uh, there'd be another one. Sam Cullinan, even though I, he, he's not named to start tomorrow because he's under 20 as well. He did a great job last week. Um, uh, a man-marking job, I think, at some stage he had to pick up Shane, Shane Walsh when Paddy Durkin went back to, to full-back after David McBride was taken off as a precaution. So there, there's some of the names. Uh, you know, the, the, Matty, the Matty Rowans and the... You know, the Jim and the Connors now are very much, and Stephen Cohns are very much the veterans of this squad. But I suppose that's what I, you know, the one, I suppose, that the jury is still out when it gets to later in the year. You know, these players wouldn't have the experience that we'd say that Colin Boyles or the Lee Keegan's or the Ocean Mullins would have had. So the question is, you know, will they have the experience later on in the year? But I think. It will be. I think there'll be certainly, uh, you know, probably will edge it tomorrow. But I suppose the other thing that these players don't have is the baggage of losing four or five All Irelands or six All Irelands to Dublin or whoever over the years. So you know, there's there's pluses and minuses there. Roscommon seem to be well drilled under Davy Burke and did well in Division One. So what's their key to victory tomorrow, John? Yeah, well, I I think that obviously they have to contain Mayo's. Uh, running game, if you like, and and the way that, that like, Mayo dismantled uh, Galway last week in the first twenty minutes when they moved the ball at pace with punt passes. I mean, Kevin McStay said that when he came into the job that he changed their style a little bit, that everything wouldn't go through the hands or whatever. And and he last Sunday he lived up to that, whereas Galway kind of overcomplicated a bit. So I I, I think that that's that is that is that is a major a major factor in 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 if you like their progress through the league. Uh, Pillar Caffrey, Armagh without Ryan O'Neill for today's game against Santrum. Now they're on the good side of the draw, if you could call it that, in Ulster, but relegated from Division One. Uh, they had such a good championship last year, unlucky maybe to lose to Galway in the in the knockouts phase. Um, can they regroup? Yeah, look, I I, I think for Geezer, uh, it would have been a disappointing league. Um, you know, they would have wanted to stay up in Division One, um, and as it panned out, just injuries came against them in the end. Uh, Reno Neal is very important to, to that setup going forward, and a little bit of frustration with how how they ended up playing. Uh, they were quite an exciting team uh, last year. Good to watch, uh, and people were really interested in how they were getting on this year. I think they reverted a little bit back to. This ultra conservatism that's around with an awful lot of teams at the moment, uh, you know, retain a possession at all costs and only shoot if it's a ninety percent uh, opportunity that's on. Uh, so, so there would be, you know, this, this for Geezer, this is a big ultra championship. It is an opportunity, you know, you would expect them uh, uh, to win, to win, and put on a bit of a performance today at home against Antrim. The prize being. Uh, uh, a game against Cavan in two weeks, uh, and they are on the easier side of the draw. So there, there's every chance that you know if you're in an Armagh jersey, you're thinking, yeah, if we do our business and look after things, uh, albeit Cavan could could be a, a sticky one, but uh, you you would see them getting to uh, an Ulster final and, and uh, giving themselves a bit of confidence to go to an All Ireland series. Uh, but like Geezer's a long time. 
at the helm up there. Uh, they haven't won any uh, silverware on their own. So, so you know, the Ulster title would be seen a, a, as, uh, you know, a, a bit of a flag at the top of the mountain uh, for, for this group. And it would be seen as progress. And I, I think uh, Geezer and Arma needs that uh, this year, uh, you know, n- not getting to an Ulster final uh, and being toward seeds in, in, in the All-Ireland series, I don't think it's going to cut it uh, for Armagh going forward. Did Derry fall into the bracket you're talking about then, Pillar, in terms of ultra-conservative teams that um, are not easy in the eye? Yeah, look, uh, I think any of us that love Gaelic football, while we appreciate it, it is evolving all the time and, and tactics have moved. Uh, it is not the most pleasing game in the eye at the moment. Uh, that's why I think, look, Kevin McStay uh, and Mayo this year have been a breath of fresh air. Uh, the, the, you know they, they seem to have taken the, the National League very seriously, and they're playing a very attractive style of football. Also, uh, Aidan O'Shea's role is it seems to be more confined to the inside line, which is making them a different opposition. Uh, you know, and they're they're exciting the way they're moving the ball through hand, the pace, and also varying the game with, with good kick passing inside. So. Look, you know, I, I come from an era where uh, that is the type of football that we tend to enjoy. Uh, a team retain a possession for three or four minutes before uh, engineered in a free uh, it, it is not very attractive. And plus, the, you know, I, I always have craved goals in games. And, and so, some of the games this year, like, we're getting a little bit uh, like the hurling. The teams are prepared to try and shoot 18 points and win a game. Uh, I'd far prefer the scoreline of 2-12 or 2-13. And uh, even with the dubs this year, they were very shy on goal chances, butchered an awful lot of them throughout the National League. Uh, albeit they rectified that in, in, in the, the league final by getting forward in the second half. And it's it's something that, look, I, I think the latter stage of this championship, the team that's able to convert goals and score goals uh, is going to go an awful long way. And, I think teams that are goal shy and Derry would certainly come into that frame in terms of they, they certainly have a one way of playing and, and you know, I thought they had evolved a bit more but their lack of depth like when, when you've seen Connor Glass going, going, going off injured uh, the last day uh, and you think right I, I know Rory's running with a very tight small squad up there but r- really in terms of posting a scoreline and a couple of you know last year we've seen them against Galway and Crow Park this year against Dublin and Crow Park they haven't impressed me going forward um, and I think look if it's damage limitation and, and they're trying to win a game 11-10 or 11-9 or something like that that's that's not going to cut it in, in, in the heat of July and a, a perfect playing surface in Crow Park I, I don't think that's going to be good enough to beat any of the big guns um, Adam Mangan, are you uh, enjoying the way football's been played at the moment? I, mean, I spoke last weekend about how I've been, I'm enjoying hurling less because it's it's too almost robotic and it's tit for tat and too many scores. Uh, the style of football that uh, talk, Pillar's talking about there, are you enjoying the way football's been played at the moment? Uh, not particularly, no. Um, I have to say that I think um, football over the last few years has been it's nearly it's nearly a pain to watch it uh, up until the knockout stages. Uh, is as you said, it's tit for tat. It's dropping everyone behind the ball and trying to attack it. I think Westmead played a lot of that themselves over the last few years, probably to counteract what was coming towards them themselves. But um, as Pillars just after saying and John before him, Mayo are just a breath of fresh air to watch for the last number of years. 
Like even when they were losing finals to to Dublin, to, to, to just to go and watch them playing is a joy. To throw the shackles off and to really throw everything. And I think by putting Aidan O'Shea in full forward, that gives them a, a really a focal point that they can just lorry a few high balls in and top of them and there's not too many full backs that can um that can that are going to be able to contend with them. But uh at the minute football is a hard watch. I I, I prefer watching hurling at the minute because of <laughs> I know what you're saying, there's loads of scores, but um it's it's just but a few teams, Galway, in fairness to Armagh, I don't I think Armagh are a little bit like uh like um uh, Mayo in a way that they, they move the ball fairly quickly up the field probably to their detriment in Division 1 this year but um, with Eaton Rafferty attacking at every opportunity he can get from the goals I think it's very enjoyable to watch Armagh Mayo Galway as well Kerry in particular good, good to watch but some of the rest of them Dublin obviously are very good to watch as well but some of the rest of them it's, very, it's a hard watch at times Longford Offaly then tomorrow Alan um Look, this is a local derby. There won't be much between them if you look at the league game. No, the league game. I think it, it was two fourteen to one sixteen was the league game. Probably one of the one of the best league games this year. Um, I think Offaly might just slightly have the upper hand forwards like Anton O'Sullivan, and uh, I'm just hearing that maybe Cormac Egan might be available for this weekend. If he is, it'll be a big boost for Offaly as well. But. Paddy Christie had a great Auburn Cup with, with Longford, but didn't seem to go his way in the league. They got well beaten by Westmead. I thought they were very, very poor that day. Awfully, I, only talking about the games, I was at the Awfully Westmead match. Awfully were very, very good in the first half and then just sort of fell apart a little bit. I think the big thing for Longford to have is they can if they can get big physical men out around the middle of the field, the one thing I thought with Offaly, especially in the game of Mullingar, is they're they're very small out around the middle and their ability to win high ball when the when Westmead pressed the kickouts was were they were very vulnerable in that area. So Longford could make hay there, but at the same time the likes of Anton O'Sullivan and Cormac Egan and these lads might just be able to make hay up in forward line for Offaly. Okay, it's obviously been a very tough time for Offaly recently with the, the loss of Liam Kearns. Uh, Alan, uh, Wicklow and Carlo, uh, they meet as well tomorrow. Um, like, neither team's going to win the Leinster title, but I'm sure people will enjoy a championship match uh, uh, down in Ockram between two counties that are probably closely matched. Yeah, absolutely, and like it's a big, it's a big weekend for for Ushi McConville as well. His first championship match in, involved with a with a senior team. Um, I I watched the Division Four final against Sligo, and I thought. Um, uh, Kevin Quinn for for Wicklow was very very good. I thought he was excellent, smart fact, and uh, the way they moved the ball, the butts like go under major pressure and possibly Sligo got out of jail a little bit in the end of the day. And probably I I would I thought Wicklow were probably the better team in the day, but unfortunately they came out the wrong end of the result. But um, I think it's going to be a big weekend for them. Carlo had have had a. I've had a poor league. Um, they've only two wins in the league this year so far, or up until now, and it's going to be a tough one for them. Uh, down in Ockram, I went down to Ockram once or twice myself. It's a, it's a tough place to go. I think the best of teams get hard to come out of there uh, with a victory. Kerry, a number of years ago, went up to Ockram and only won by five or six points in the end. So it's a tough place to go, and I would expect Wicklow to come out. And it'd be nice to see Ushin getting uh, a win there and... Um, Giving himself a crack at, uh, giving himself a crack at Kildare in the semi-final, who are also not going too well this year. Um, uh, Leash against Wexford tomorrow. Then Alan, uh, maybe home advantage might swing at Leash's way. 
yeah, another team. They're not playing very well. I thought. Uh, I, I just I know a few lads from Leash there, and they're they're not overly happy with the way they're playing. But it's probably with the a lot got to do with the amount of players they have available to them. There's a few lads after dropping off this year, obviously. But um, I think Paul Kingston just might have uh, might be the difference between the two sides. At the end of the day, it's going to be it's going to be tough ass for Wexford to go down to to Port Leash. But if they're ever going to get a chance to win in in Port Leash, it could be tomorrow. John O'Mahony, uh, one of these years New York are going to do this. You're going to take a scalp. Uh, they host Leitrim this evening. Yes, and, and um, you know, the thing about New York is that if they're playing either Sligo or Leitrim, they kind of target that because they see that as an opportunity to maybe, if you like, get one over on, on one of the, the teams in Ireland. And I think this year is no different. I think they have a few additions uh, in from some of the counties. Is it Bill Maher is it from Tipperary and, and uh, Adrian Varley is there who if he was still in Galway he would he played for Cartoon but he would be in the Galway panel if he was if he was around. Uh, so yes they'll be targeting them. Leitrim Andy Morton has done and, and Michael Solon uh, have done a great job there. Uh, uh, you know, and they were within a nace of getting promotion. Uh, and they have a, a fantastic uh, forward in Keith Byrne, but I know that they're down a couple of players tomorrow or the yes tomorrow or this evening actually. Yeah. And uh, Dara Rooney isn't isn't available for them, and and there's one or two injuries as well. So that'll be on a knife edge, I'd imagine. Um, and uh, I hope I hope um, that they get over it. Obviously, there's still a piece of me. In, in Leitrim since I managed them way back and, and, and especially with a, a, a Mayo person or a, a club mate of my own Andy Moore and managing them I, I'd, I'd like to see them getting because getting through because I, I expect Sligo to have one over on London after the boost they got last week and uh, that would be a unique Connacht semi-final Sligo and Leitrim if it emerges that way Did you get over to New York? Were you managing uh, Connacht teams in New York in the 90s John? Uh, I would have, yeah. I was there with. Actually, we, we, we talked earlier about Aidan O'Shea making his, making his, or uh, gone in full forward. He made his debut for Mayo at full forward in 2009 uh, when I was in charge of Mayo, my second time in charge of Mayo. The, Kevin McLaughlin and, and um, a number of those players that went on to, to put Dublin to the pin of their collar made their debuts that day. Don Vaughan would be another one. Kevin McLaughlin, I think, as well, in 2009 then. And I would have managed, um, I was helped, I was assisting, actually, the last time Leitrim were in in um, New York in 2000 and whatever, 17 or 18, five years ago anyway, Benny Guckin was the manager. So I was kind of advising those lads at the time as well. And Leitrim just won at that time on extra time, you know. So, yeah, we'd have been in, in and in fact, I was, I was in New York in Gaelic Park last year with Saul Till, Mark McCara on a trip out there and they played New York in advance of the championship. So, yeah, we'd know, we'd know Gaelic Park very well. Did you uh, have to tell everybody just to, uh, you know, behave themselves and get home? Uh, yes, well, like, the thing about championship in New York is you have to, you have to treat it like a championship game uh, until the game is over. So then usually there's a couple of days. Now, in the past, some teams stayed on and did training, did a training week or whatever for the rest of the 
championship but since that that's gone out the window since all these games are just coming up one week after the other uh, so yeah now it's a unique experience and I look at I'd be in favor of maintaining that link I think it does us so much for the for the J if you like and and uh, uh, you know allowing the New York and, and, and London and fair place the kind of council they would have been the, the 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 province that stepped forward when they were looking for entry into the All Ireland Championship or Tolchin Cup or whatever it is now, wherever they end up or whatever, you know. Yeah, okay. Uh, Manchester United have beaten Everton by two goals to nil in the Premier League and are up to third now. Pillar Caffrey, uh, it's kind of hard to believe in ways that Tyrone won the All Ireland only two years ago. Not much talk about them. Yeah, look, I, I think from his own perspective, they've been a frustrating watch for since. Um, you know, I, I nearly looked at they came in and typical Tyrone, they were there. Uh, they put in a performance in that final. Uh, everybody, the neutral was all shouting for Mayo. Uh, would they bridge the gap that year after doing the dubs? And, and no, Tyrone put in the performance on the day and, and, and rightly won it. But since then, like uh, they've been, I'd say, frustrated with the way things have gone. A lot of deflections off the panel uh, haven't been very consistent. Their style of football, uh, you know, it, it, it's mix and match uh, from week to week. Uh, I think Derek Canavan is a very exciting uh, prospect, uh, watching them going forward. Um, the, you know, they've got a big win against Kerry and it seemed to galvanise them this year. Uh, you know, better Ma in the last game. Um, so, you know, they're not without hope uh, in, in terms of, you know, they're one of the teams that, look, if they get it right on the day, they'll make it very difficult for anybody later on in the competition. But I'm just not sure if if, if they have the depth of panel, uh, if they have the consistency within the group uh, to push these back-to-back victories, which are going to be vital uh, in, in, in the group stages and in the latter stages, quarterfinals. Uh, but on their day, if they get it right, yeah, they, they, they can give anybody uh, a game for it. But I don't really see them as contenders this year uh, outside of, the, you know, I would have the top four being, um, you know, Dublin, Kerry, Galway and yeah. Mayo uh, for sure. Uh, Mickey Harsh, obviously, you know, you're on the other side of a few matches with him in the in the noughties, Peter. He's gone to Laos now. Um, can they make a statement? Yeah, well, look, really what a phenomenal job he's done. Uh, I watched the Dublin game and, and like, you know, again, they're playing a non-attractive style of football in my eyes, but they're playing it very well and they're playing to their strengths. Uh, you know, they, they put it up to Dublin. And what I liked about them when they when they attacked against Dublin, they attacked with real pace uh, and real energy. And like they had four great goal chances that day against Dublin. Um, so so like they're on the right side of the draw to to, to, to you know create a, a wave or two and find themselves in in a, in a Leinster final if, if it falls that way for them. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, they're not an opposition that you'd be looking forward to playing against. They, they make it very hard for you. Uh, they're good, very good on their own ball retention, uh, and it's just a matter of whether they can notch up a scoreline uh, in, in, in a defensive display to, to beat teams. So, um, yeah, watch the space. Uh, I, I think he's done a phenomenal job there. Uh, low expectations when he went in there, but uh, they've certainly caught the eye. It's hard to know on a mangan, isn't it, where Mead and Kildare are going because they're massive counties in the game. They're huge counties in Gaelic football, but both of them in the kind of a limbo. They're drifting almost. 
Yeah, they are. They're, they're both in decline, if you ask me. Um, I was extremely disappointed with Kildare this year. One of the favourites to come out of Division 2. And to be honest, if, if things don't go their way, they could find themselves uh, fighting out the Talchon Cup this year, which would be a disaster in terms of Kildare football. Um, because they would see themselves as, as having a right good chance if to get into the to get into the last sixteen. Um, I don't know. They have a star-studded management team, um, and some lads don't seem to be uh, putting their shoulder to the wheel for them. I can't really say. To be fair, to Colin O'Rourke and Mead, they've had a big overhaul of players. They've gone with a lot, an awful lot of youth. They've gone very direct, long, long ball into the full forward line all the time, which. Against the real good teams like in Division Two, they played Derry and, and Dublin, and they swallowed them balls up. They're just knocking them away, and lads coming back and sweeping, and and just caught them on the counter attack all the time. It's uh, it's it, it's not a good place to be for Mead and Kildare followers at the minute. But but you, you never know. Mead are going to play the winners allowed or the winners of Longford and Offaly, and if they can win that. They're going to play the winners of Westmead loud and they'll probably fancy themselves to get to a Leinster final. And if they do, who knows, might kick off from there. Yeah. Unfortunately for Kildare, they're in a real hard side of the of the of the championship. And I think um I think they'll be beaten in the semi-final. And I don't know where to go from here in terms of their lineup because they got their management team that they wanted. They they're not playing very attractive style of football. They're they're being swallowed up in, in all around the middle all the time, been turned over and being punished. So I don't know where Kildare are going to go from here. It's going to be a tough championship, maybe a tough summer for them. Could it be a better championship for Cork Allen, do you think? Oh, absolutely. I, I actually like I really like the way the Cork are playing. I think uh, as Pillar said earlier about um about Stephen Cluxton coming back. I think that Dublin beat Cork because of David O'Hanlon. He made an unbelievable save, and I, at the very end of the game, for Brian Hurley, I, I can't believe it didn't get more recognition on on the papers and so on and so on because the, some of the, some of the stuff he done in the league this year, and in particular against Cork, was unreal. And to be honest, I thought Cork were the better team against Dublin that that evening. I thought um, they really outplayed Dublin in a lot of areas in the pitch. And I think if if Cork can get a win tomorrow, I I can see them. I can see them seeing off Limerick easily enough if they win tomorrow and I really can see them having a right good summer um, and I just think that the style of play that John Cleary has them playing and, and, his, and his selectors is it's really nice and really refreshing at the minute to see uh, John O'Mahony you know Galway you know Pork Joyce you've been involved in Salt Hill do you believe they have the personnel the tactics the experience now after last year's final to maybe go one better? Well, yes, I, I think they're certainly going to be in the mix and and uh, I'm looking forward to the clash between themselves and, you know, I suppose Mayor was common, uh, but I would be hoping that would be Mayo. Uh, uh, but I, I think that they they seem to have deepened their panel from last year. Peter Cook is back. John Maher uh, has, has really um, set his stall out as, you know, a few... A few uh, Rob Finnerty, um, Tom O'Callaghan, and a few lads, and, and Matthew Tierney was having a great season up until last week. He had a very quiet game last week, so I think that it's important for them, and I think that's their aim to kick on from last year. Uh, and you know, the, the tradition of Galway is that once they they get out of their problems, uh, they kind of open their lungs when they get to Co Park. So. I, I wouldn't write them off at all yet. Killian McDade didn't take any part in the game last week. Now, the one disadvantage they have from last year is that Kieran Malloy is out for the season, I gather, or 
you know, most of it anyway. And Liam Silk is in Australia. He's a doctor out there. So he, he, he had a brilliant All-Ireland last year. In fact, both of them had a very impressive season. So they have to kind of pick it up. But they've come come forward with a, a number of new new defenders as well. So they will be certainly there or thereabouts. But, you know, we're having our... Like, Comet football is... is you know, we're sticking our chest out a bit at this time of year with with Mayo, Galway and Roscommon, the top three, three teams in the league. So we'll see if that, you know, some of them can get there anyway. And uh, I met uh, somebody last week who, who predicted uh, a Mayo, Galway, All-Ireland final. And now I think that might be a bit far-fetched because I think they, if you, you know, there's a lot of talk about a Dublin-Kerry final as well. But certainly they'll, the Connacht football, we'd be hoping that some representatives would be there uh, come the 29th of July or whenever it is. Yes, John. Uh, just a question, Park Farley on YouTube. Is Rory Canavan an outside chat for Player of the Year for Tyrone? Well, I think it probably depends, Park, and how far Tyrone get. Also need to mention Tipperary play Waterford tomorrow. Not been the best to run for Tipperary uh, over the last couple of years since they won that Munster Championship in COVID, but you should expect them to account for Waterford tomorrow. Okay, neck in the block time. John O'Mahony, Pillar Caffrey and Alan Mangan. Predictions for the year. So, Pillar Caffrey, all Ireland winners are? Uh, all Ireland, John, is it? Yes. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the dubs. I, I, I think this, uh, the, the boys coming back and uh, I, I think Darren Newcomb has been a find. Uh, Lee Gannon, great season last year, build on it again. I just think uh, Fenton, Uncle Kenny, and these boys. Uh, I, I think there's a sting in the tail of these fellas, and uh, uh, I think so far mission accomplished, getting back up to Division One. And I think uh, I, I have a feeling there's going to be a sting in the tail of Dublin. Are going to have a be standing up the steps of the Hogan Stand come the end of July. Your dark horses pillar are. Yeah, uh, well, should look. To, to, there's no dark horses outside the top four, uh, really. You know. I, I, I think Armagh could win the Ulster title. Um, that's that's where I, I, I could see that going. Uh, I, I think that was a big setback to Derry in, in the National Division 2 final. Um, there'll be big question marks over the actual side of play. Is it good enough to, to, to on a big day or whatever? Um, uh, you know, I, 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 outside of the top four, uh, I'd, be, I'd be shocked if anyone else is going to have a really rattle at this. Yeah, and your footballer of the year, if Dublin win, probably a Dublin then. Dublin footballer. Conor Callaghan. Conor Callaghan, uh, yeah. Yeah, i just seen a glimpse. I thought he was quite frustrated in terms of the National League. He, he seemed to play at wing forward, out at centre forward, anywhere but the edge of the square. Um, you know, he, he's, he's almost unmarkable, and he's a huge goal threat. And I just felt that second half against Derry, that's the Conor Callan that we know and love in Dublin. And I think if Dublin go more route one uh, around him um, at Dublin with the All-Ireland, uh, I think he'd be player of the year. Adam Mangan, All-Ireland winners are? Mayo. <laughs> uh, I'm going, John, I don't know whether that might be a popular opinion around the country because I think no one had... Uh, no one would begrudge them in All-Ireland at this stage. But I just think the way they're playing and I think Aidan O'Shea in full forward is a different is a different uh, prospect for any team. And I, I just think with Tommy Conroy coming back in, I know Oshin Mullen and Lee Keegan are going to be massive losses, but they seem to be dealing with that fairly well at the minute. And I just think with Ryan O'Donoghue and Tommy Conroy and Aidan O'Shea, they've 
three players in the in the forward line with with different aspects of their game that not too many teams will be able to keep a hold of. I was chucking away there because we we got to you before John O'Mahony. Uh, your dark horse county Adam Manganar. Uh, well, as as Pillar said, I don't think he can really come up with a dark horse county. I think Derry could be slight dark horses and Galway um, again, but. Uh, I'd love to see. I'd love to see a Galway Mayo uh, All Ireland final. As someone said, it's going to be it's it, it's going to be a tough one to to get, but it'd be great to see it. But uh, if Dublin get to the All Ireland final, I think Conor Callan will be. I'll agree with Pillar. If Dublin can get to the All Ireland final, Conor Callan will be Player of the Year. And just to finish the panel, John O'Mahony, are Mayo going to do it? Who's your All Ireland winners? I w- I don't want to put the hex on Mayo. Uh, okay, fair I, enough. Kerry are the team in possession. And as I said, if they can solve their midfield issue there after David Morden, I think that, you know they're the target for everyone to hit. I can see where Dublin are coming from, uh, putting the pieces back together. And I, I, I said Pat Gilroy had a big influence, possibly in that behind behind the the scenes. Uh, I'd agree with the lads about Conor Callahan. He's certainly. In, in, in a massive form back to his best again and what you, what we need to remember is that he wasn't there when, when they just Kerry just edged them last year so they are real contenders but again I I would I think Galway are going to be there or thereabouts and, and Mayo when it gets to the business end but I, look at it it has to be taken away from Kerry OK John O'Mahony Pillar Caffrey and Anna Mangan thanks so much for speaking to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk enjoy the matches over the coming months happy Easter lads and take care Likewise, thanks, thanks, John. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Gaelic football on Off the Ball. With AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more.